finally, finally we are back. I'm back with my people. It's Wednesday, February 16th. It's been damn near, what, damn near a week, I think since last Thursday. But we're here, man. We're talking all things 49ers. Of course, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, his trade value, and why teams might end up being higher on Jimmy Garoppolo than a lot of fans and the fan bases are. And then Joe Montana talking about Trey Lance not being ready. I want to talk about why what he's hearing is true and why Trey Lance is not quote unquote ready. But what does ready mean? We're going to get into all that and more right here. It's the 49ers morning show. Let's go. Talk welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as I already explained, man, y'all know what we're getting into today. All things pertaining to the 49ers. But first, but first, make sure you, make sure you. Listen to the Locked On 49ers episode with myself and my co-host, Brian Peacock. Man, we are killing it. Matter of fact, it's not us. Y'all are killing it this month. Somehow, we 49ers lost the playoff game. Everybody's hurt. But we are still the number one listen to football podcast and damn near podcast overall on the platforms. So shout out to y'all, the faithful. That's the Locked On 49ers uh, podcast with myself, Brian Peacock. Come at you five days a week. Make sure you listen to that. Last night, it was a weekly Wednesday. We actually went live on YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you guys listen to the draft show, Locked On NFL Draft with myself and my co-host, Ryan Tracy. Last night, we had John Harrison with us as we do every Wednesday, right? Record Tuesday, so Wednesday. Uh, John Harris on with us. You guys can find that on YouTube as well. Uh, it's draft time, so we're getting into all of that. We're getting into all that. John Harris, he covers the Houston Texans. So, uh, good person to listen to, but... Uh, yeah, man. Finally, we are back. I see Quisha. She says, hey, Croc, your morning. Yeah. Yeah, your morning show. I know. I know. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I travel again out this Friday. I got to go to California. My son has attracted me. I have a son in California. Uh, so I was in California visiting him uh, last weekend. Uh, back out there this weekend because he has attracted me. So, you know, daddy's not going to miss a track meet. So I'll be out there for that. Then as soon as his track meet is over, I'll fly to Vegas, uh, kick it with a few of my homies. But, uh, yeah, 49ers, a lot of stuff has gone on. And I put a video out. Shout out to everybody that watched the video of me talking about Joe Montana and, and, and Trey Lance. And we're going to get into that. And why I think Trey, I think Joe Montana, he's right about the not ready thing. We're going to get into that. But first, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. And when the 49ers were sitting at two and four, oh, real quick, update it, update, update. My sports performance facility, a lot of y'all that have been in here, you know, been down with me from the jump. We've spoke about that a little bit. Uh, it's coming up, man. It's coming up. They finished, you know, the dirt work's been done for a while. And then it was just, okay, just waiting for them to come and start to really work on the foundation. They started to outline some things. Then uh, yesterday they came, they poured all the concrete. They put down the crushed rock and everything. And I think soon they're going to put on the, uh, put up those beams and everything. Building about to go up, man. The bill is about to go up. Oh, I'm so, so, so excited about that. Uh, so excited about that. That's so dope. 
one of the first things I want to do is I want to put on a, a defensive back wide receiver summit this summer, where it's all DBs receivers. And uh, I have some guest speakers, some of my NFL buddies come through, talk to the kids, talk about coverages, uh, technique, all that stuff. Just an amazing, I, I want to put on like this big camp, not to come out the pocket. So uh, keep those contrib contributions going. All right, but anyways, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, there's some reports that came out about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, <laughs> hold on. I know I keep trying to get started, but one of the special guests coming on to your stream. I know my bad. I've been so busy, man. So it's hard to really coordinate it. I, I, my availability before this, a lot of traveling over the last month happened. My availability was much better, better. So it was easier to just get somebody plugged in. But when you're trying to work around somebody else that has a lot going on as well, it's hard to kind of coordinate it. But uh, I'm going to really push for next week. I'm going to really push for next week. I'm going to push for next week. I'm going to hit him. As soon as we get done with this, I got to go run some errands again with the wife. But as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to message him. I promise. So bad. I, I, no excuses. Just got to make it happen. So I'll be messaging him after uh, we get off here. <clears throat> but um, all right. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. There's some reports that came out. Uh, in the exec came out and said that Jimmy Garoppolo potentially could could uh, get a first-round pick out of someone. And I think what he's saying is he could see a scenario where an organization gives a first for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and I think that's wild because if most people, you go back to about, you know, week six or so, whenever the 49ers were sitting at two and four and three and five, and I see nine and Rob, I, I got you. I start your, uh, your super chat. I'll get to that. But as soon as the 49ers, when they were at two and four, three and five, you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo like, you know, like there is no trade value. Right. There is no trade value. And I'd say at that time, you you were right to think that. And then somebody would give up something, whether it's a fifth round pick, sixth round pick. Somebody would give up something for that. So how do we get from that to potentially a first round pick? And, and I don't think that that's necessarily 100 percent going to happen. All right. Especially if it's Washington. They got the 11th overall pick. They are not going to want to part ways with that. But how important is it to Washington to become a winning team? How is how important is it to any of these organizations to win? And I think that's where the the fan bases and the organizations they're they're going to be at odds here. They're going to be on different ends of the spectrum. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo. One thing is for certain: if and this is a big if, this is a big if, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays a full season. You will be in the playoffs, especially if you're Washington. If Jimmy plays a full season for a Washington football team, they will be in the playoffs. Now, how good would they be and all those things? I, I don't know. But they'll be in the playoffs. And he's shown that over his couple years with the 49ers. Now, you could say 49ers have terrific coaching. They have all these playmakers. They've had a terrific defense. I think all those things are true. But I think Washington is kind of built around the same things. They have a terrific defense, uh, unless you watch them late in the year against the Dallas Cowboys. Was that them that Cowboys put up 50-something points on? But anyways, uh, I think they have a terrific defense. They got playmakers, at running back, uh, receiver. I like Terry McLaurin. Can they get somebody else to play with him? Like They, they got the right pieces. It's just they need a, a starting quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting caliber quarterback who can give you stretches of playing top 12 at certain moments in games, but most likely he's middle of the pack. But it's good enough to where, hey, if he's a top 15 quarterback, Right, we'll say 15, 16 quarterback. Well, 
how many teams make the playoffs? 14? He's right there hovering around that range, right? And we've seen more times than not that Jimmy Garoppolo is someone that definitely can help you win games. Now, I was listening to the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. So this is not my uh, original thought. But uh, Guy Haberman, shout out to Guy Haberman and Middlecoff. Love the podcast. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts like I used to. But uh, I definitely listen to theirs. Damn near every episode. Damn near. And I listen to three and out podcasts with uh, Middlecoff. I listen to that damn near every episode. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts anymore. Because I'm podcasting so much, but if if you if you if you are the Washington football team, you want to you want to make the playoffs. So they're going to look into everything, right? They're going to look into uh, the draft and what's there. Most people right now have said that this is not a strong quarterback class. So now you're going to have to weigh out what's more important for us. Even if it's say, let's say, and again, this, what the exec said was. They can justify trading the a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Washington football team, or Washington the Commanders, excuse me. The Commanders, they can justify trading a first-round pick, and, and I think they can. Listen, the Washington Commanders football team, Redskins, and again, this is a ham podcasting. I heard, heard them say that, but they've had one double-digit winning season since 2012, and only the only other time since, like, the 90s was 2006. Now, maybe y'all can look into that and let me know if that's factual. But really? You have two double-digit wins since like 2000? And you haven't won a playoff game since 1991? I think that's when they won the Super Bowl around then, right? But you haven't won a playoff game since 1991? And you're scoffing at the fact at the at the idea of getting Jimmy Garoppolo. Now listen, we can we can talk about what Jimmy is and what he isn't. It doesn't matter anymore. He will not be a 49er after this season. All right, so we don't have to get all worked up over it. But one thing is he's he's a solid starting quarterback. He's better than uh the kid uh that was running around all over the place, number four, I think he is, Heineke. Uh, he's better starting quarterback than Fitzmagic. Um, now, Fitzmagic might have some splasher plays, but Jimmy is a better starting quarterback than Fitzmagic. They, I, I think they're a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo. So what is that worth to you? What is that worth to a front office? What is that worth to, to a riverboat Ron who is like, listen, this is year three. I got to figure this out. Try to play the first year with the kid uh, Dwayne Haskins. That was trash. Try to bring in Alex Smith. That didn't work out, right? Play with Taylor Heineke and Fitzmagic. That didn't work out. The pressure's on for him. Does he want to coach? Does he want to win games? Does he want to be a starting quarterback? Or does he want to go back to being whatever the hell he was before a head coach, which was a coordinator somewhere? Well, I don't even know what he did. Is he offensive guy, defensive guy? What is Riverboat Rod? All right. So... What is Jimmy Garoppolo worth to a team that has not won a playoff game since 1991? Is it a first-round pick potentially? Because I think sometimes fans, I think fans value first-round picks more than organizations. 49ers are willing to give up three first-round picks for Trey Lance because they feel like he has a lot of good stuff that we can build on, and we're going to see. We're going to see. Right? But... 
a first round pick, even if it's eleventh overall pick. I, I I could see how Washington justifies it because Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, they give him a nice little contract extension or whatever. They are a playoff team. Who in here can can honestly like? And I'm not 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 on some trolling shit, but who in here can honestly say you don't think Washington to be a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo? I, again, without trolling, you don't think he can he can make it happen with the weapons they have, with the defense that they have. I think he can. Chase Young coming back, we'll see what happens with him. But now, again, they said you can justify a first round pick. I don't think it's likely. What would I what would I take if or, or give up if I'm Washington? I'm calling the 49ers. Maybe the conversation start at the 11th pick. Probably not going to get that. But hey. Can we get a second and a fourth? Can we get a second and a fifth? I take that. Second and a fifth for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they would, you should give up that in a hurry if you're the commanders. Give that up in a hurry. They do have a running game. Uh, they do, they have a receiver. <laughs> All right. They have some, they have a, they have Terry McLaurin. He's one of the best young receivers in the league. So Terry McLaurin, he's tremendous. He is tremendous. Uh, outside of him, they have some other guys that are like more like third and fourth receivers. They don't have like a legit two. They tried to get Samuels from Carolina, but I, I don't think it's really worked out. So right now they have to figure out who that second receiver is going to be. Do you draft him? Hell, if you're them, do you go and say, you know what? We got Terry McLaurin. He's a field stretcher. He's a route runner. He can win intermediate. He can win all over the field. Let's go get a you know, uh, one of these other, uh, Gabriel, uh, uh, Wilson. Uh, I'm, why am I feel like I'm saying his name wrong? Garrett, Garrett Wilson, excuse me. Ohio State. I got all my, you know what I'm saying? My top five rankings, my top five, uh, rankings for all the prospects. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Locked On NFL Draft. But, uh, yeah, I think they got some good things to work with. They got some good things to work with. Real quick. Again, this was the conversation of just justifying, like, how can that happen? I, I think, I think, 49ers are going to get some good stuff for Jimmy Garoppolo. The, the teams, the organizations, they're going to value Jimmy Garoppolo just like the 49ers did. They're going to value Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense of wanting to win and needing to win right now and prioritizing that. They're going to, the teams and the organizations, they're going to value him more than the fan bases, more than the 49ers fan base, more than any. I was on this spaces. I got kind of plugged in. I don't even know how I came across it. Or somebody tagged me in it. I was on the spaces and it was Washington commander people. <laughs> It sounds that sounds funny. We will get used to it. I promise we will get used to saying that. But it was it was Washington commander people, and they like despite like Jimmy. No, we want uh we're gonna get Russell Wilson, we're gonna get Deshaun Watson, we're gonna get uh Aaron Rodgers. Like, you ain't getting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right. Uh sounds like he wants to go to Denver. We'll see what happens with that. I think it's Green Bay or Denver. Uh Deshaun Watson, we don't even know he's gonna ever play football again. We don't even know what's going on with him. Maybe Russell Wilson, but I think there's a chance that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson end up in the AFC. All right, and if that is man, the AFC will be loaded, right? They will be loaded, Whew. loaded. But anyways, like Jimmy for for the price, and then not to be three first rounds and a fifth round and all this other stuff, and just to know I'm going to be in the playoffs. Like, why are y'all scuffling? You haven't won a playoff game since 1991. How dare you 
scoff at the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo. How dare you? Who has won four playoff games? How dare you scoff at the idea? Again, when I say win, trust me, I know. Don't come at me, y'all. I know. <laughs> All right. But he's been on, he's been a part of a team that has won four playoff games. We'll say that. And I think he could be a part of a team with the Washington that potentially somehow wins a playoff game. Whether it's their crazy defensive line getting after it and their defense forcing takeaways and he just moving the ball just enough and throwing for his, you know, 200 yards or whatever, a couple, you know, touchdowns to Terry McLaurin. Like, it, it can. Like, how how dare you? You haven't won a playoff game since 1991. Jameis Winston? They brought up Jameis Winston, y'all. Jameis Winston is not a winner. He does not do things to win football games. We, we can say what we want about Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. But you you can't win football games. There is something there. There's something there. I don't know what that is. And I don't think anybody does. We don't even know. What, what makes Jimmy good? I don't know. <laughs> what makes him win? I don't know. But there is something there. And whatever that something is, I know who doesn't have it. It's goddamn Jameis Winston. He don't got it. He don't got it. Did y'all did y'all see the thing with Jameis Winston where he he did like the cat in the hat hype man thing? Like the it it like the uh it was like we gonna win, we gonna win, go to the bowl, go to the bowl. Did y'all see that? With Jameis Winston, it was like I mean it was like the worst thing ever. Like it was the worst thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Jameis, I don't want to call him a clown. I hate when people call me a clown. But he's he's funny. He's funny. But anyway, kind of went off on a tangent there. I can see a scenario, like the guy said, where a team says, you know what? It's worth it to us to be a playoff team to give up a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's worth it to us. It was worth it to Kyle Shanahan to... Push back the development of Trey Lance to make the playoffs. It was worth it to Kyle Shanahan. It's worth making it. When you got one winning season in four years, one winning season in four years, it's worth it to you. It's worth it to you to play Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance. It will be worth it to one of these organizations to give up a first round pick. Will they do it? I would. I, I would probably settle in on a, a second and a fifth. Second and fourth. Something like that. That would be a win for the 49ers. That would be a win. You gave up a second to get him. In his contract year, again, this is the same thing. Somebody's going to have to sign him. But uh, what's it worth it? What, what's it worth What's it worth to an organization to legitimately know to start the season, I can really be a playoff team. Like, we can really go to the playoffs. Real quick, let's get into some of these super chats here. Shout out to everybody contributing. If you like this show, you already know, dude. Hit man, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. Let's go. Croc, I know it's off topic, topic, but I'm a big Daxton Hill. But I'm big on Daxton Hill. Played with Ambry at Michigan. I played with his brother, Justice RB, for Baltimore. Hey, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, I didn't know Daxton Hill had a brother. All right. Shout out to my guy, Nana uh, Rob. Uh, so... Are, are you are you asking my opinion of him? Because I know this is more of a statement. Shout out for the contribution. Uh, Jackson Hill, I really like him. 
He's someone a lot of people talk about 49ers second round pick. What should they do with it? He's a player where I'm like, hell yeah. If he's there at 61, I don't think he'd be, I think he's a first round guy, but you never know. Uh, he's kind of like, he's not like Jimmy Ward, right? He's Jimmy Ward. He's another version of Jimmy Ward. That's really what he is. He's a safety. He can play nickel. He can play in coverage, play in space. I think he does some terrific things in space. He can play off. He can play press. I really like Destin Hill. I like his skill set. Uh, versatile safety. I like those type of safeties. I lean towards those type of safeties. Really like Daxon Hill. I don't know if he'll be there for 61. If the 49ers somehow get a high second uh, for Jimmy G, there is a potential that he'll be there, and I definitely would go with that. I, I wouldn't mind having two safeties back there that play like Jimmy Ward because I just think that's where the game's going. It's all out there in space. And you can always bring in a guy like Hufunga as a third safety. All right, here we go. Next contribution. Uh, Washington is the only team since 92 to not have a 12-win season. We can get a number one for Jimmy G from them. Again, I, how much do you value winning? And, and and Jimmy got something. He got something. I don't know what it is. We don't know. That's why everybody's just – that's why America is so split over Jimmy G. It's almost a toxic conversation. It's toxic. America is so split. I think the reason why America is so split on Jimmy G is because we don't know what makes him good. He does certain things and he does some weird stuff and then he makes these throws and I say he's the most clutch guy down the stretch and but he's trash for another 55 minutes. I don't know what it is, but there's something. And for a team that hasn't had a 12-win season in 90, since 92, I don't know if Jimmy is just a straight-up 12-win quarterback, but he can't be. He can be. The L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl. Jimmy G was a part of a team that beat them twice. See, I ain't give him all the, you know what I'm saying? He was a part of a team that beat them twice. I can honestly say the Washington uh, wouldn't be. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy... Jimmy has only been healthy for one-fifth of the 49ers as a GM. How do you justify your livelihood on him? Now, that's the tough thing. That is the tough, that's the tough thing right there, especially current uh, GM Martin Mayhew. Uh, that's the tough thing right there. And, that, and that's, that's, that's more of the conversation sur surrounding him. Uh, the injuries and, and what surrounds that. Like the, just knowing that he's potentially going to miss games. If he okay, Gammon, if he doesn't miss games, do you believe he's a playoff quarterback? So in the, if I'm Riverboat Ron, what else do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? If if I don't have him and I maybe go with the rookie or something, I ain't winning many games. Or you know, James Winston, I don't know. So if I don't have him, I'm, but if I take a chance and say, you know what, hopefully he stays healthy, he's shown he hasn't really been able to. But if he does, I'm going to play all team. So they don't call him Riverboat Ron for nothing. He got to gamble on this one. He got to gamble. But again, I think 49ers get a second and a fifth. Second and a fifth. Y'all heard it here. I don't want to say first because other people probably said that too, but y'all heard me say it here. Second and fifth for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. And I'll take that. That's a win. That is a win. 
But anyways, uh, halftime here. If you haven't already, man, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. 200 of y'all in here, hit that like button for your boy. You know what I'm saying? If you're new to this, we're here four days a week. It's supposed to be, but I've been traveling a lot. But um, and then busy even when I came back. Definitely won't be back on Monday and Friday. But we're supposed to be here four days a week. Uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. All that good stuff. See my guy Symmetry Seven says, uh, "Late two this season and conditional fourth next season." Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that conditional fourth. I feel like if it if 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 it's, if anything is going to be conditional with it, I feel like it got to be higher. So, are you saying it's a fourth? But it, let's say, let's say you get a second this year, right? And I don't know about late because I don't know who they be getting it from. So let's say they do get a second this year. The conditional pick to me would have to be a third-round pick that, if he plays every game, can turn into a second-round pick? Or would you take a fourth-round pick this year, a second-round next year, but if he plays 90% of the games, that second-round turns into a first-round? Hmm. Hmm. So so let's, let's say fourth-round this year, a second next year, that if he plays 90% of the games, that second – turns into a first. Or if he's a playoff team, that second turns into a first. Hmm. Okay, my guy Symmetry said, I like that one. Let's go. All right, here we go, man. Other conversation, because, you know, obviously I want to get y'all on live. Y'all know how we do, man. Uh, there have been some talks. I don't want to say talks. There's been videos floating around Joe Montana. And if you, you know, I did post a video. And it got a decent amount of views. I don't know, seven, 8,000 views, whatever it got. Uh, but it was Joe Montana saying Trey Lance isn't ready. Now, listen, Trey Lance isn't ready. Okay, I'm fine with you saying that. The weird thing was, well, you keep Jimmy Garoppolo until you find a guy who to replace him. What? Now, are you saying other than Trey Lance? Because that's how I took it. <laughs> I took it as Joe Montana saying, other than, other, like, nah, done with Trey Lance. Get somebody else in there if it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. That was weird. That was weird. All right, but I think he's right. Hey, uh, Trey Lance isn't ready. Uh, I've been hearing from his teammates that Trey Lance isn't ready. Now, here's what I want to ask y'all. What, and in the end, I know some people are saying that Joe Montana, he's a hater, and he's he's Josh, he's off his meds. (laughs) It's funny because he's like, oh, no, but, uh, you know, all that stuff. But listen. Here's the thing that I think people, they're not asking themselves, and I asked it in my video, but Trey, what does it mean to not be ready? That's what you have to ask yourself, all right? And if his teammates are saying this, what does it mean for his teammates to say he's not ready? That's what people got. They're not asking that question. What does it mean to not be ready? Well, everybody just, oh, not ready, not ready, not oh. What does that mean? All right. What does that mean? And again, I see my guy, uh, Mr. BMW Lotus. He says, don't kill the messenger. Montana just echoed what he heard. I agree. I think he 100% heard from teammates. And it could be multiple teammates that Trey Lance is not ready. But what does it mean to not be ready? That's a question nobody's asking. I think there are two things here. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, is Debo Samuel. Let's say Debo Samuel, who's all over the road, uh, I'm going to say Santana Row, uh, Super Bowl Row, whatever, Radio Row, right? 
And, you know, and you got Debo and he, maybe he runs into Joe Montana and he's talking and Joe Montana asking Debo, Joe Montana say he don't watch football. All right. Debo don't watch football. Really weird dynamic there. But so Joe Montana doesn't really, I don't think he really knows. I think he goes off of maybe some things he hears and what the teammates said. The teammates say he's not ready. Right. Why would Debo Samuel, if he said it, I don't want to put, you know, words into his mouth, but let's say, but I guess I am. Let's say Debo Samuel said, Trey Lance is not ready. Why would Debo say that? That's the question that's not being answered. Now, this is a guy from Debo Samuel's perspective. One, he kind of put out there, he has not uh, watched football growing up. He was like, yeah, I don't really watch football. So people like us that pay attention to every ounce, every second of everything that goes on, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've watched bad quarterbacks, we've watched good quarterbacks, we've seen bad quarterbacks develop into good quarterbacks, we've seen good quarterbacks or quarterbacks start out good, then turn into bad quarterbacks. We've seen it all, right? And when you have all that perspective, somebody that doesn't watch football, they just don't, don't know, right? So when you look at Debo Samuel, since he's gotten into the NFL, all Debo Samuel knows is Jimmy Garoppolo. And all Debo knows with Jimmy Garoppolo is that they win. So if all Debo knows is Jimmy Garoppolo, when Jimmy Garoppolo, and since him being there, Jimmy Garoppolo was in his eighth year, what, seventh year? What, what, what was it? Because four years in, then that's six, seven. So Jimmy Garoppolo's seventh year, after saving four years behind uh, uh, Tom Brady and learning how to, you know, go about being a professional. You have to learn how to be a professional. It's different. It don't matter what you knew in college and all that. It's different learning how to be a professional in the NFL. Well, even if uh, D D Jimmy G didn't play a whole lot, he at the very least knew how to prepare. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He knew how to prepare. He knew what it looked like to prepare at the very least. So when you hear Debo Samuel say things like, oh, you know, Trey Lance, he has to learn how to, you know, once he learns how to, you know, go about things and be a pro and stuff like that, he could be a superstar, right? That's because coming from college, especially playing one year in college, you don't know until you see it. And you're like, damn, this is different. The NFL is different. I saw it firsthand when I was with the Jets. It was different. The way that I prepared in college, the way that I prepared even in the arena league was different than what I saw when I got to the Jets and I watched Antonio Camardi, the way Antonio Camardi took care of his body, the way he prepared mentally, physically, the way he practice, the way that Antonio Camardi ran sprints, the way he conditioned, the way he trained, it was all different than anything I've ever seen. You have to learn, you have to see it, then you understand it. So back to Debo Samuel. All Debo knows is that he's he's been a part, since he's been with, uh, since Debo has been with Jimmy Garoppolo, they win. He's seen how he prepares. He sees how he gets ready to win football games. When when the 49ers had a losing season with Debo, they've only had one losing season with Debo, right? It was the year him and Jimmy were hurt. So all he knows is when I play and I play with Jimmy, we win, we go to championships. When I don't, not good. So when he sees Trey Lance and he says, Trey Lance, quote unquote, isn't ready, this is just my perspective. I think Debo Samuel is saying Trey Lance is not ready 
to lead the 49ers to a championship. He knows what it looks like. But here's the thing. Who the fuck expects a rookie to lead a team to a championship? It's never been done. At least one at all. That has never happened. So, but when he's, when, if Debo's saying that he's not ready, and again, this is me just speculating. He, that, and that's not to say that Trey Lance doesn't have ups and downs in practice. That doesn't say, you know, but Debo is like, I play with Jimmy. I know we win. I see a rookie. I see him miss throws. I see him miss reads. I see him do this and that. It's not, it's not ready to me. So if we're saying, again, this kind of goes back to, if we're saying that Trey Lance is not ready, is it to win a championship? Because I'd say that most rookie quarterbacks, <laughs> all of them aren't. If we're saying that it's, Say hi, Rip. Say hi. <laughs> All right. If we if we are saying that if 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 Debo's comparing Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense of what it looks like in practice, what it looks like from understanding the offense and knowing that's what it takes to win a championship, and he says Trey Lance isn't ready for that, then I agree. But and that's a tough thing when you are a quarterback like Trey Lance, and it's like, hey, I am going to need some time to you know to get things right and figure out the pro game and stuff like that. And all these other guys, all these other rookies, they get to go through that. They get to go through that. Trey Lance doesn't, and that's tough. Peter's Peter's here. Peter's in there. They get to <laughs> got somebody asking about Peter Rabbit. Uh. Rookie quarterbacks typically get to go through that without the expectations of Super Bowl or of championship. So that's tough. That's tough, y'all. Because the expectations are really high. That's that basically that's what his teammates are telling you. Most guys get a chance to just play it out. Hell, Mac Jones got a chance to play it out. They started two and four. The Patriots. Patriots started two and four. They gave Mac Jones a chance to play it out. Next thing you know, they rattle off seven straight wins. They start two and four. Go ahead, play it out, Mac Jones. We got you. Then they start rattling off wins. The other quarterbacks, they didn't rattle off anything, but they weren't part of as good organizations. as the 49ers or the Patriots. But, again, if you, if you were to say, all right, Croc, uh, what was what would what, what would I have done? And we spoke about this. All right, we spoke about this. What would Eric Crocker have done? I would have let Jimmy go somehow, some way. I don't think they got enough trade compensation for him. I don't think it was worth shit last offseason. I would let him go, roll that money over. Did it have twenty five extra, twenty five million extra? <laughs> To build around your team and be able to get all of everything, right? That's what I would have did. And I would have played the young guy. 
Now there wouldn't have been all those expectations. People would just expect him to be a rookie without having to back up a team. Now it's like, I got to come off the heels of an NFC championship appearance. That's tough. The expectation for someone that needs reps, right? Or, or needs reps. They're high. They're sky high. That's tough. Now, we did watch him play against Arizona. And it's like, okay, I see areas he needs to improve. I don't know how y'all watch football, but that's how I watch it. Okay, I see I see areas where he needs to improve. All right, I see it. Okay. Then you, you he gets time and stuff, and then you see the um, Texans game. I know. It's the Texans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, I know. I get it. Hey, man. A down half is 10 to 13. One pick. All right. I ah, can't make that throw. Or I got to uh, – can't can't choke it. All right? Okay, made some other good throws. Down half. Okay, ooh, strike to Ayuk. Boom, first down. Uh, uh, kick field goal. Okay, let's go. Come back out of halftime. Still a little stagnant, whatever, but okay, let me figure it out. Boom, making some throws. Boom, boom. Okay, big throw. Touchdown. Okay. Like, you, you Okay. That's why, you know, my pushback on Joe, Joe Montana, if you just want to say he's not ready to, uh, you know, lead a team to a championship and that's what the expectations are, I understand. I get that. He's not ready for that. Until he is. And you don't really know. But I think that's what the conversation is. When people say he's not ready, now you see the media, and they're, they're saying some weird stuff, right? I mean, you got the media. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, Ryan Clark. He's just going off of this scenario. Oh, well, Jimmy G banged up, and, you know, they still went with him. Well, yeah. They know Jimmy G can win them games. Or be a quarterback that wins games. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but the other guys, I don't know what he was talking about, really. He basically said something along the lines of, don't know what Trey Lance. Trey Lance might not be good because he might not be able to throw or something. I don't know. Well, we watched him. <laughs> we watched him. We have seen the ups and downs with things. I thought he was far more efficient. Did we see Aaron throws against the Texans? He short-armed one that got picked off. Did we see Aaron throws? Because, listen, I was expecting to see. I'm not going to lie. Or, you know, preseason, first game against the Cardinals, there were some throws that were just, like, kind of wild. And I was like, okay, can he limit the wild throws against Houston? He didn't have any. Here we go. Croc, uh, I watched my Montana documentary. Seems like Joe is still bitter. Mm. See, I haven't watched it yet. I, I got to check that out. In your chat, uh, Nick Eller said Montana is back. Jimmy uh, Young is back in Trey. Look at how their careers. You know, here, here's what I'll say. And, and, and I liked what, and I liked the way that Steve Young, because I've been listening to Steve Young talk about it. Steve, Steve Young says Trey Lance is awesomely raw. He's awesomely raw. Basically meaning like, man, reminds me of myself. Like, you know, he's, he's got to figure it out. But he's got the stuff, right? Is he ready? Is he this and that? I don't know. But but he's awesomely raw. He's got some good stuff to work with. You know, okay. Denise reps, all this and that. Okay, we'll see it. We'll, we'll continue to see it. Uh, Joe Montana is just like, nah. <laughs> Never gonna play. <laughs> uh, stick with Jimmy until you find somebody else. What? What are you? What are we talking about, bro? Anyways, man, uh, we've talked about a whole lot this morning. I've been talking for forty minutes, so y'all know what it is, man. Hit the link. 
Join the live chat. Here we go. Join the chat. Live. Uh, uh. So, you know, y'all get y'all takes off. Now, this is not a rip Jimmy Garoppolo session. <laughs> All right. Doesn't matter. Jimmy's going somewhere else. And I think they're going to get something good back for him. Uh, but you can give me your thoughts, of course, on the whole, you know, Jimmy, uh, what do you think it means to be ready? What does that mean? What Be ready for what? Did uh, Trevor Lawrence look ready? Justin Fields look ready. Did uh, Wilson? Did Zach Wilson look ready? Did Mac Jones look ready the whole season? Did Mac Jones look ready in that damn wild card playoff game when he had to go toe to toe with uh, when he had to go toe to toe with Josh Allen? See, that's a different beast, right? What does it mean to be ready? What does it mean to be ready? Well, when you got to go, when you got to go toe to toe with Josh Allen and your defense can't get a stop, what does it mean to be ready? You got to make a play. Was Mac Jones ready for that? I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking the questions, y'all. That's all. I'm just asking the questions. Got my guy Gammon on. Gammon, man, what's good, man? Good morning, bro. Hey, hey, brother. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, Real quick, so what, does I, it mean, what does it mean to be ready? I, so that's. I, I think. Um, I think. Uh, oh gosh, what's that comedian's name um, that that did that show? The, the show about nothing. What, what's that? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, um, I think he, I think he had a really good quote about um, about change or doing something new. You know, you're never you're never ready for it. You know, it's impossible to be ready for a new experience, especially like parenting, like, like parenting, right? Like right. like 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 you 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 can try to put yourself in as great a situation as possible, but you're never one hundred percent ready for what parenting really is. You can. Be as close to ready as you think, but there's always going to be things where it's like, whoo, I didn't know about this or I didn't know about that. You know what I'm saying? So kind of like parenting, but go ahead. Yeah, just the, just the little the little different things. You can't be ready for something that you've never experienced uh, before. And and that's why I quoted that that one, uh, that chat, uh, Nick Ellert. I thought that was great because I, I felt like I really conceptualized, you know, Montana, I, I'm sure he does feel some kind of way because, you know, he knows that this, this young buck was kind of coming in athletic, different tools on hand, you know, um, and, and with, uh, with young, but young, you know, he really does. He does. Montana sees himself in Jamie and he, you know, and I kind of feel the same way too. Sometimes you want to see the old dog win, you know, um, if I see you out there against high schoolers, I'm going to be like doing a 40 yard dash. I'm going to be rooting for Croc, you know, in the 30 and up club and be like, go get him, Croc. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't expect somebody to be ready for something. I'm sure if you were to go on NFL Network or, or something like that, and, and for your first time, yeah, you've done a lot of podcasts, you do them throughout the day. But I'd be, I'd be expecting you to be a, a slightly nervous because it's a different arena, it's a different environment. Even though you do something similar on a different stage, I wouldn't expect you to just be, you know, like like a rocket and just go. Uh, I think it's unfair. And, you know, I don't think Montana was ready. His first two seasons, I don't know how many games he played, but he wasn't – he didn't play a whole heck of a lot. So, but at some point, whether you're ready or not, like Eminem said, you know, you got to lose yourself in it and you got to give Trey that chance to, to be great, right? Jimmy, Jimmy had five years 
to be great. And he only had one season where he was completely healthy. And so that, that was the other thing too, is like, I, I think I, if you're talking about like him getting a, a team trading a second round this year, I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm not saying that's not possible because uh, I, I mean, I've seen some really bad trades go down. Who was that? Uh, who was the coach for the Texans that trade away uh, D hop and, and everything like that? Um, because he was uh he was the coordinator also too for the for the Patriots. Yeah, Bill, but, Bill O'Brien. Oh man, you know, hey, look, there's Bill O'Brien's um everywhere. There there certainly is. So I'm not discounting that that some team could could do it. But my thing is is that everyone, you know, talks about oh the, the, the Washington Commanders are gonna give uh the eleventh pick and blah 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 to the 49ers. I'm like, I if they give a first round pick, Croc, a couple of things. Number one it's got to be a conditional, just like uh, Carson Wentz. Because some people do bring that up too. They're like, "Well, they, you know, they got two picks for Carson Wentz." Yeah, but they were they were heavily structured based on how many games that he he plays, right? Because he's also too right. injured. But he's more. I would say he brings more to the uh, more to the table than than Jimmy Garoppolo. The the other thing too is is that once it once you tell me that it's going to come down to it's structured. The pick is structured based on how many games Jimmy Garoppolo starts, I'm going to have to bet the, I'm going to have to bet the under on that one. And, and that's the other thing too, is like for, for Martin Mayhew, who, who has watched Jimmy Garoppolo, the most important position and skill on that, uh, on a team. And he was probably part of those preliminary discussions before he went out was going like, man, we might just need a new quarterback here you know in in san francisco so before he left i'm sure that those things were brought on the table because those same discussions were brought on the table about montana uh when when uh when you know the old coach there bill walsh was asking like hey what would it take if the team came to us and, and trade for for joe montana what would it take and everyone looked at him like that's crazy you know we would never trade him but I, but that just goes to show like even even with montana it was never off the board with with jimmy garoppolo it sure was and so i think he, I am, I'm guessing that he probably took a lot of that with him. I think that he has a good um, networking relationship, clearly, with uh, John Lynch. But also, too, I mean, he's not a dummy. I mean, he's got a second chance. He got the Lions. I don't think he's going to make the same mistake twice. And that's why I brought up the livelihood part. Because I, I just don't see – if he bolos that real bad – because Jimmy Garoppolo, you trade him. You trade that second round or a first round. And that's where I want to pull the 49ers fans back a little bit. We can't just think of it as just like a first round. Oh, he's a quarterback, so we just automatically deserve a first round. You got to think about it like a first round pick is very valuable because you have that fifth year option. You know, and, and, and so I just, it, I, now look, I'm a huge 49ers fan. Um, I, I sink money into this, I sink my time into this, I sink even my mental health into this a little bit. But I, I also, too, try to stay balanced, and that's so hard to do because we, we do. We tend to overvalue um, our players so much. Um, but I just don't see – and I would ask all the fans listening right now. Yes, you would, you would love and you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is worth a first round to another team. No, but no I want most, you... most fans don't. Most fans don't. I, I wanna, most people are saying there's no way Fortnite's get it first. I, I don't think I think there was an exec saying that a, a team could justify yeah. giving a first for him. And I and I'd say I think that's the case because 
Not saying the 49ers are going to get that. If they're me, it would be like a second and a fifth. But I think you can justify it because how important is winning to you? And at the end of the day, you are going to win more games with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback for whatever reason, right? You're going to win yeah. more games with him at quarterback than you will with Fitzmagic and Taylor Heineke. He's better starting quarterback than those guys. And and I think that's the – you hit the nail on the head with Dallin Crock is, is, you know, starting. Like, is he is he available? You know, and that was – that was my biggest thing was when we did make those, we made that, that, that pressure cooker of a trade, but we need somebody who's going to be, we need the leader uh, of the locker room of the team to be on the field. And I don't see them getting, if it's a second rounder, it's, it's not a second rounder for this year. I think if you, if you, uh, it'd have to be like a second rounder again for next year, that's wholly dependent on, on how healthy Jimmy Garoppolo is. So we're, we're, um, yeah, yeah. Do I think, so let's answer this question. Do I think that, the commanders would go to the playoffs um, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy and plays 17 games. Um, maybe, maybe, because, uh, again, we're looking at the division. Uh, I'm taking this at, at, at looking at the division. That is the most wonky division, I think, in all of sports is the NFC East. I think most would agree. You never really know which team is the team that's going to go to the playoffs. So the, the Eagles aren't, aren't that bad. Eagles aren't that bad. They've got a really good defensive line, offensive line. You got the right. Cowboys. So, so I got my guy, my guy from the Philly Philly podcast, and he says we don't want Jimmy. And I think that's most fan bases, right? But I can right. guarantee you this: J Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Hurts. Oh, Hurts might do some things where he's more dynamic as a runner. But when you need throws, when you need certain plays to happen again, and that's what kind of Jimmy has to lean on because. It's kind of weird throughout games. But when you need certain throws that help move the sticks, it's not going to be all Jimmy. But when you need certain throws and things like that, like Jimmy's going to give you that. And that's why teams win so much with Jimmy as opposed to some other quarterback. Now, again, I know we're talking about 49ers having yeah. Nick Mullins and, and Beathard and, and, and yeah. Brian Hoyer. They're, they're ass, right? But Jimmy does things better throughout games than Jalen Hurts. I don't even. I see people pushing back. I don't even know how that could be disputed. So I, I think you're right on on as far as as far as like, hey, you need to make these typical quarterback throws. And that was really apparent when I watched the playoffs and I watched the Eagles play against the Buccaneers, and I watched them a couple other times in the season. I would watch like Hertz was really good at throwing deep um, down sideline passes. But as far as just those typical, hey, we need these passes over the middle, uh, to me, very routine passes, I, I, it just it seemed like to me that Jalen Hurts just really just did not have the vision to really see that. And, and, that, and it, I know that people will immediately think about Hurts. Now, if you're not a Philadelphia Eagles fan, right, uh, you're not going to have an appreciation or a depreciation for what he does on a game-to-game -game basis. So, you know, before you comment or answer and say, like, there's no way that Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jalen Hurts, I think what Kroc is saying is that, look, what you need on an every-down basis, right, that, that thing that you, that model of consistency that you're looking for from your quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo provides that more, um, and that's what you need. You've got four downs. Now, I'd say, yes. Jalen Hurts has the ability to make three wow plays that Jimmy Garoppolo does not have the ability to make. But at the same time, 
Jalen Hurt has to make those throws because he's not making any of the other throws. But one thing I'd ask you, though, Croc, is, is you know, I, I don't – here's the problem that I also, too, have with Jimmy. I, and there's a problem that I have with Jalen Hurts as well. I don't trust either of them a lot on third down. I don't, you know. Um, but Jimmy uh, has shown you at different times, like, I know the first half of the season started off weird, but throughout most of his career – I'd say if they, you know, how people can go back and then yeah. do these charts and stuff like that. If he did one of those charts, I'd say since since 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo is top three in third down uh, conversion rate, throwing the ball. I say he's top three, and that's what leads to wins, not because he's this yeah. explosive passer and he does all these different things. But I think on that down, if you go back to 2017 and you just throughout his whole time, yeah, you go throughout his whole time, Jimmy is probably top three, top five in third down completions uh, for first downs. And if we're talking about third downs and if that's, that is accurate, I mean, heck, even if he's in the top 10, which I'm assured uh, Jalen Hurts is not, then yes, I mean, in, in that case, because that's, those are what they call the, the money downs, then yeah, then Jimmy Garoppolo uh, would be the, uh, the better quarterback because you're going to face a lot of third downs in games. But that also, too, kind of circles back to, to what you said there and, your, and the point that you made from 2017. But if you added up all the games that he's played since 2017, we're probably talking about two and a half seasons, probably a little more, maybe a little bit less. And that's, that's really the big thing is that, I, you know, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, competing um, that well in, in, in that division and in the NFC. And uh, also, to the 49ers play Washington. They, they play Washington this year, and I just don't think – I kind of buy into the fact that, that teams, when they trade their starting quarterback, they want to trade them to a – Washington this year? Yes, they do, yeah. Oh, you say uh, they do? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I yeah. got you, man. Uh, my bad. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so this uh, ne- the, they're on the – Washington will be playing against us, the 49ers, at, at Levi's um, this uh, upcoming season. But I also too, I don't think that the 49ers want to um, want to trade and keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC. Um, I think it would be more so. I'd be looking more so for like the AFC team. And if I was Jimmy, honestly, I, I do. I like Ron Rivera as a coach. I do. Uh, but I look at you know as Jimmy, would I want to build that relationship with Dan Snyder? Because once they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy is just going to want to go there on, on his current contract for one year. Sure, it'll probably need to be restructured into broken up into multiple years. But again, Mayhew, does he want to give Jimmy Garoppolo a five-year contract, a four-year contract? And then mathematically, how many seasons do you really expect to get out of Jimmy during that time frame? And we're talking about a guy who's injured goods as well. I mean, he's got to have surgery on his throwing hand. Um, he probably needs surgery on his shoulder. Once you go under the knife, Croc, right, you're, you're never 100% um, the same. And for somebody who's limited, um, as Jimmy Garoppolo is, is probably going to take a lot of hits. Um, you know, I just I – don't, I don't see it. Um, I, don't, I don't think – if I was Jimmy and, and his group, his group, whoever the, the group, the, the little group that he has with him, um, I don't think they want to see him in in the commander's uniform either, right? I think I think when we start talking more about um, Pittsburgh or if we're going to go to the NFC, um, I could see the Saints 
more of an option, uh, something like that. But I, it's where would you – I would like you to kind of take the role in that, right? If you were the – if you were if you were Barn Mayhew and you know Jimmy um, very, very well because you were in that building, um, what would you honestly give for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because for me, if we're talking about this upcoming draft and just giving up a draft pick, I think for straight up, it would have to be a third-round pick. Anything higher would have to be based on stipulations, and it would have to be for the not this year's draft, but the following year's draft. But I, if we're talking about straight up, I just don't see anything higher than a third round. If we're just talking about straight up, no player packaging, no swaps, nothing like that. Because, again, we're talk- it's easy for us to talk about what, what we think Washington should do or, or Mayhew should do. But I'm telling you right now, guys, if I was making three, $5 million a year as a GM and I just got lucky enough to get my second chance, right, as a GM because I flamed out in, in Detroit, I don't think I would be willing to move on to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo when probably I might have been ahead of the discussion saying, you know, gosh, we need to get, we need to trade or get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, pick somebody else up. All right. All right, yeah, man, I'm going to get you all get to the uh, the next callers. I appreciate you coming on. I'll address that as well, but th- thanks for coming on. All right, uh, real quick, guys, super chat here. My guy, Chris, somebody just asked, where is Chris? Uh, preparation prepares you to be ready. Uh, you know, you've been practicing over and over, and you'll be ready for that moment. It's his job to execute. I agree. I agree. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Shout out to my dog, Chris. Uh, there were some, there were some comments in here. I see this. We are overrating Jimmy. I, I don't think we're overrating Jimmy. I think some people are so down on Jimmy that when you say that there's things that Jimmy does well, people want to push back on that. All right. I, I think we are all aware of what Jimmy is and what he isn't, but I do think that there are certain people that don't value this enough. Hold on, where is it at? Where is it at? Boom. 2019, Jimmy was number one on third downs. That, again, is not the splashy stuff. People talk about Jimmy in 2017 like he's some different Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the same. In five games, in five starts, he threw six touchdowns and five picks. Like, that's not it's not earth-shattering, right? Like, that's not, that's not great. Everybody thinks he was just a different quarterback. I don't think he was. But one thing that he did do that helped the 49ers win those five games and this is the part people overlook. 2017, when he started those five games, number one on third downs. Number one. So Jimmy don't do a whole lot of special splashy stuff. But he does do some things that help contribute to wins. And being number one on third downs, whether it's 2017, 19, or whatever he's been the rest of this time, which I'd say is probably top 10 most of the time, if not top five, that really helps wins games. Again, he's not going to make the big splashy plays with his legs. He's not pushing the ball down the field. But he does do a solid job of keeping drives going. And it's really overlooked. But when you're a team that can't keep drives going, I'm telling you, you fall behind a lot. And there's a reason why very few times 49 has been kind of beat down twice with Jimmy G. That Dolphins game when he came back from the injury. And there's one other game uh, this past year. Who the 49? Oh, the the uh, Cardinals, which I'd argue he actually played well. There, but there, there, there are something. There's some things that I feel like 
the these teams. He talked about my my guy Gammon talked about Mayhew. All right. And you know, is he gonna want to attack? Like, listen, Mayhew wants to win. And I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all. We could talk about what Jimmy is and what he isn't. We could talk about that. But one thing that he has shown is that when he plays, he contributes to wins. Again, I don't know exactly how he's doing it. I don't think he's this uber-talented guy. We see all the limitations that he has. We know he struggles to throw outside the numbers. Right? We know he struggles to kind of throw down the field. We know he likes to throw to a certain area. But there's a couple things that are very clear. One, his teammates love him. Two, he is solid on third downs. Three, he does some things that help win. And more times than not, he's clutch at the end of games. He does things that – so if I am Mayhew or I'm Riverboat Ron and I'm looking at it like we fucking suck. Dude, we haven't had a 12-win season since ninth – whatever, how long it's been. We've only had two double-digit win seasons since goddamn 91 or whatever. We haven't won a playoff game since 91. Like – I there I if I'm them I value Jimmy more than the fan because my job is on the line. My job is on the line. Now, what do we give up for somebody like him? I, I don't know. I think Gem is right, and Chris Mortensen said it. Third round pick, he's 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 worth a third. Now you can work some things out to where it ends up being a little bit better than that. Can you get the eleventh overall pick? I don't know, but like the guy said, you could justify it for the reasons I just mentioned. Riverboat Ron's job is on the line. I'm telling you right now. If he does not have a winning season, he's done. And he'll never be a head coach again. So do I want to be done and never be a head coach again uh, going into a season with Taylor Heineke and Fitzpatrick and some random rookie? Or do I want to go into the season where everything's on the line for me and I have at least Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know is a terrific leader, does some things to win, wins a lot more games than he loses for whatever reason. Defense, whatever. All right? But he's a part of winning. He gets his guys to follow him. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay? You got to look at this. Look, I want more than Jimmy. I want more. But he does some things. And I see my guy. Ah. Y'all think Jimmy better than Hurts is laughable. I'm not saying he's more talented than Hurts. I'm not saying that at all. Jimmy is not more talented than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is more of a playmaker, make more plays with legs. He can push the ball downfield better. Doesn't have a strong arm, but he, you know, throws down the field better. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's more talented than Jalen Hurts. I'm saying he's better at quarterbacking than Jalen Hurts. And it's hard to dispute that. I got my guy Medic Mike coming on, man. Thank you for being patient, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you feeling, Croc? Oh man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I, it's, it's weird <laughs> to me that I have to like as somebody that is like I want to kick Jimmy out the door, like get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that has to kind of defend that he is not this helpless quarterback. Like uh, for everything, I want more. I'm pretty sure you want more. Right, like we want the explosive plays, we want the dynamicness, we want somebody like we we do, but to 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 sit here and act like Jimmy is like a a bum because essentially that's how people like you said like it's laughable to say that Jimmy plays better quarterbacking than Jalen Hurts. I, I, I how is that laughable? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't 
I want him gone. And I can see why other fan bases are like, man, we don't get this Jimmy G thing. Like, we don't get it. He's not that good. Like, I can see how somebody would say that. But I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on all this? Ooh, a lot to touch on. Uh, first off, I think um, going back to that 2019 stat, I also remember seeing an advanced statistic saying our receivers had the most separation from the nearest defender when catching the ball. So I think we're kind of downplaying some of Kyle's scheme and how oh, okay. open dudes were. Um, and so Jimmy was, when they talk about being ready, and this is going to feed into that, I think people talk about executing the scheme as it's designed. We know Kyle Shanahan has some rigidity in his scheme. He's like, look, I'm going to design it like this because, you know, 10 plays later, I'm going to call this play, and these are what I want your reads hold, to hold be. Hold on one second. This, now, I don't want um, you to lose your train of thought, but I do want to uh, – I saw one of my boys say uh, real quick, and so keep your train of thought, all right? Third down stats aren't exclusive to throwing the Kittle and Debo. He's been consistent good on third down regardless, right? He's good on third down throwing to uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne. He was good on third down throwing to uh, Juwan Jennings. Uh, when you look at the Week 18 game, Juwan Jennings converted on several third down plays. Like, it's not just Debo and Kittle. All right, but go ahead. Sorry. Um. So, yeah, what I was saying is – um. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I know, my bad. Yeah, I told you. Don't, yeah, don't it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I, oh, yeah, being ready. So I think um, Kyle has a structure. He'll call plays, and sometimes you'll see it 10 plays, 20 plays later, or even two games later where he'll call another play based on that same play, and now it's a shot play, and he's designed you and conditioned you to think and see that play a certain way. And so when people talk about being ready, I think they mean executing the offense as designed. And, of course, right. a veteran quarterback, someone who's been in the system X amount of years, is going to be better at that. Like, well, that makes five sense. Years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, what I don't understand is how that led people to automatically be like, well, Jimmy gives us the best chance to win. Jimmy gives us the best chance to win. I personally didn't understand that. He might be more ready. He might be more comfortable executing the playbook. But you can't discount off-schedule plays. You can't discount someone's athleticism, ability to escape sacks and kind of make those dynamic plays. So that's neither here nor there. But, um, yeah, as far as trading them to the commanders, uh, I'll take your bet on that. Uh, I'll take your money on that one, Croc. They're not going into the playoffs. That's more contingent, I think, on Chase Young's health than whether or not they have Jimmy. Jimmy does bring some stability um, as far as a veteran quarterback. and But we know pass rush is probably the next most valuable thing on the team. I mean, when people talk about Jimmy only wins, look at this win numbers. Look at his win numbers. What's Kyle Shanahan's record with and without Bosa? Let's keep it real. What's his record with and without Bosa? Because Bosa came in well, in 2019. That's tough, that, that's tough because at the same time, remember when Bosa was out, they didn't really have Jimmy either. So, you know what I'm saying? It was Nick it, Mullins. It, no, exactly. So, I mean, you have you have Bosa and, and then you have Jimmy. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking at it like, you know, people want to give all the credit to Jimmy. I'm like, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. We know it's a team game, and what's their record without their elite pass rusher? That's all I'm saying, you know. But um, as far as compensation, too, I think uh, you're going to be looking at either something like a conditional second and third round, maybe like a third round this year and a conditional second next, or like a fourth round this year. Um, Jimmy, he is efficient in spots. So he he can efficiently run, you know, the short game when he was even when he was with the Patriots, the very short and limited span we saw. They ran a very, you know, boom, 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 timing based offense. When he's in rhythm, he looks really good. 
when he can get in the rhythm, when he can get that ball out of his hands quick, use that quick release, he looks good. And so I think you would have to go to an offense that's really conducive to that. As far as being better than uh, Jalen Hurts, I do think he's better than Jalen Hurts. However, the caveat being, I don't know in that offense if he's better than Jalen Hurts. They got some speed demons, and they like taking shots. And we have not seen that to be a strength of Jimmy's game. Um, so I kind of see, you know, both sides. If you're just looking in a vacuum, yeah, I'm going to take Jimmy. He's more consistent. He seems to be able to execute the game plan on a more consistent basis, even though he's going to make, you know, those few stupid throws a game that we all know is coming. Where Jalen Hurts, it seems like he's still – feeling out the speed of the game, you know, slow through his reads and, you know, hopefully he progresses on that. If he does, I think he could be a dangerous quarterback. But at this time, I do agree that Jimmy's probably better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to get to the, the next caller. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Medic Mike. All right. And not to be confused with Magic Mike. I, I didn't say that. I said Medic Mike. All right. Uh, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league? And this is Chris saying, you know, have I seen the last five games from Jimmy Garoppolo? And I say, yeah, like Jimmy is Jimmy. I would say the last five games, which weren't ideal, how many of them did, did they win? If I'm again, if I'm an organization potentially trading for him, because that's what they care about. Eagles give give up 19 for Jimmy. Uh, I also saw somebody say Eagles ain't giving up no first round pick for Jimmy. And, and I, I wouldn't. Well, hold on. I de I definitely would not. If if I'm first of all, where did the Eagles come from? Because if I'm the Eagles again, if I'm if I'm the Eagles, I'm not trading for Jimmy G when I have Jalen Hurts. And I think to think that there are things that Jimmy does better but there are also things that hurts does better and I, i'm not gonna say it's a wash but i don't know if it's a big enough like to where it's like yeah i'm gonna give up a first for jimmy g that replaced hurts I, I don't i don't say that i will say this i will say this I, I i'm not gonna pretend like i've watched every eagle game i have watched a good amount and i definitely watch them when they play the cowboys i hate the cowboys my brother's a diehard cowboy fan i watch every cowboy game all right i i know the cowboys team right better than a lot of their fans I watched them. And obviously, I was in San Francisco. I watched Jalen Hurt. I mean, excuse me, Philadelphia. I was in Philly. Uh, I went to the game, 49ers. And I watched, you know, everybody knows. I love football. So I, anytime football is on, if Eagles, like, I don't care who, I'm watching football. Jalen, Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know what he is yet. I don't I don't know what hurts is. Uh I think he I think I think he limits Devontae Smith. I think they have some weapons that end up looking worse than they are because Hurts is that quarterback. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. But also, I I don't think that. I would trade Jimmy. I, I probably would just ride it out. Now, the tough thing is you got three first-round picks. You got to make some shape. If 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 I am them and I want to get a quarterback and I got that type of capital, I agree with my guy Jesse here. Eagles have three first rounds. They can play for Wilson, Watson. Uh, yeah, 
Okay, yeah. And then the, the money aspect of it, yeah. I, I wouldn't... I would, if I'm the Eagles, I would not even be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. I wouldn't be. It would be Watson, Wilson, or Aaron Rodgers. Probably, I mean, probably not happening, but it would be something along those lines. And it's like, hey, I got the capital to make it happen. I got three firsts right now. Here, take them. That's what I would do. So... I, I don't even know how Eagle fans got it. Yeah, I listen, I love all y'all. If I'm if I'm the Eagles, Jimmy wouldn't be on my radar. I'm just talking about if you want to compare and contrast the guys, all things being equal, which they're not. Like my guy just said, 24 million less dollars. Like that's a big difference. All right. But here we go. I got my guy Papa Dragon on. Hey. Papa Dragon. Oh, real quick, make sure y'all, if y'all haven't already, click this link right here. Subscribe to the Frontline Sports Network channel. Let's go. Let's go. Get it to 100 subs. Go do that right now, y'all. Go do that right now. But uh, Pop, Papa Dragon, man, what's good? What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Man, I, you know, I know you're going to come with some good stuff. So I'm just going to I'm gonna put myself uh -oh. on mute. No, I'm not going to put myself on mute. But I'm just going to let you <laughs> ride, man. So go ahead. Go ahead. You, go ahead. Preach uh, to us, man. Preach to us. All right. Well, first and foremost, I was going to make a couple of counter uh, points to uh, some of the first callers. Uh, one caller made mention that uh, once you have an injury, you're never the same again. And I just want to point out two players who had ACLs. I actually point out three players that had ACLs that have been in the media recently that went on to have incredible careers. Uh, one was uh, Frank Gore had two ACLs, one in high school, one in college. Uh, Drew Brees had ACL, MCL in high school. Uh, Joe Burrow had an ACL in high school. We already know what Joe. We already we already know what our boy Gore did. Frank tore it up. Well, and so, Joe Burrow had an ACL last year. Yeah, he had one last year as well. Um, oh, also so, real quick, uh, Deshaun Watson. Remember his rookie year? Halfway through his yep. rookie year, he tore his ACL. <laughs> yes. Yep. So he had one. Um, who else had one? Uh, we can go on and on. Point is, is that it is an individual type of a situation. If the better the situation you have, uh, as far as being able to get the the best medical care. Uh, the better your situation is. So a, a prime example is Ken Law, um, who had been probably walking around on a bad knee for probably a good five, six years. Um, he had no medical coverage and he was homeless. And uh, uh, he just recently had a knee construction, not because it was torn, but just because it had never healed properly. And uh, guess where he went? He went to the same doctor that did Bosa's. So that is uh actually promising you know because there's a chance that he may actually uh be able to come out of this and, and have a longer career than i thought he was going to have but it all depends on what kind of care you have what kind of privilege do you have access to and the bosas like i knew the minute that bosa tore his acl that he would he would be back stronger than ever i knew that because he had already happened to him in high school you know he 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 came into the nfl looking like a grown man <laughs> yeah. There was no baby fat on him. Uh, I, I made a joke on Twitter that uh, that that uh oh, Bosa just farted. His body fat's now down to three percent. So, you know, <laughs> you know, Bosa is 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 the real deal. But injuries is is it's a person by person basis, based on what type of uh, 
person you are as far as how you hit your recovery, but also, you know, what kind of access you have medically. And we all know life ain't fair. Everybody doesn't have the same access. So hopefully, uh, Ken Law will come back stronger than ever. Um, <clears throat> the next point I want to talk about is situational football. Situational football is being put in the right situation. Now, again, as I've explained before, if a porn star had locked Jimmy G's butt to a bedpost and lost the key and didn't show up to a game, I'm not mad. I'm pretty happy about that. I see some Trey Lance. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. I, I, football is the have and have nots. If you don't have a quarterback, you really don't have a franchise. And if you look at what's going on in Washington right now, that's where they're at. That's exactly where they're at. They don't have a quarterback. They've, they've been going through all these different people. And, you know, they do need some kind of stability. Now, stability. Let's talk about stability for a second. I know a lot of us have been on Jimmy G, me included. Oh, this person's open. He missed them. This, he did throw the ball. It's not as easy as it looks when you're watching the screen and playing Madden, you know. A quarterback like Jimmy, he has to have good mechanics. He has to be in the right position and things like that. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, the NFL is probably the worst league in pass protection overall. We're talking pass protection, you know, pass protection, pass pro. <clears throat> if you're going to throw the ball down the field and mechanics is everything to you, you better be able to protect your quarterback. And the 49ers have never been able to really protect a seven-step drop quarterback on the regular. We just have it. Why did we pay, you know, Williams so much money? Because he was the best at it. And unfortunately, you see what happens when he's not there. Because guess what? He wasn't there in the NFC Championship game. That wasn't that wasn't Trent Williams. That was uh that that, that was Tyrone Williams. I don't know who that guy was. So <laughs> yeah. he was he was a blocking nobody. And despite the fact that we had two bum tackles that game, we still only lost by three points. And our quarterback wasn't healthy. I like to see that game if the quarterback was healthy. You know? So, and then and then the history, and then the whole injury history thing. I mean, I think it is what it is. I think it is what it is. But does your quarterback, is he talented enough to carry the team, number one? And then number two, does he have the intangibles to get the guys to play hard for him? Okay. And only thing I heard all Super Bowl, okay, amongst all the teams, was that whenever you talk to a 49er player, they talked about how much they love Jimmy G, how much, how much he how how inspiring he was and things like that. I didn't hear that from nobody else. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that from Brown's players talking about Baker Mayfield. I I, I didn't hear that about Jalen Hurts. So that's something you can't immediately write off. The locker room, getting everybody focused on the same goal, getting everybody. To Hold work on, real quick. Together. I do think I do think we hear that Jalen Hurts is a good leader. I'm not saying he's not a good leader. I'm not saying okay. that. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, is that I heard a lot of praise about how inspirational uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo, the overall like of Jimmy Garoppolo, the love for the dude. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say is that the Niners have an amazing locker room that you really don't see too often in professional sports. They have a fantastic locker room. So with that being said, I think ultimately what Jimmy G brings 
to a football team is the ability to say, hey, look, you know, we're going to go in there as a team, as a family. We're going to get this thing done. I'm going to be there for you. You're going to be there for me, that kind of thing. He's a, a guy that brings a locker room together. And uh, some people have it. Some people don't. I mean, our boy Kyler Murray right now is going through all kinds of crap. Yeah. But it, it's it's a part of it's a part of the dynamic where you're dealing with all these people that have a lot of money. And when people have money, they don't want to listen to people. But those people listen to Jimmy Garoppolo. So whether it be Washington, whether it be the Colts, um, whether it be Denver, um, whether it be uh, Detroit, I mean, that's the difference between golf and Garoppolo is, is, is Garoppolo's intangibles. The fact that he will, he will that here's the deal. People say Jimmy G wins. That's a lie. Jimmy G wins ugly, but winning is winning. Winning is winning, though, isn't it? Winning is winning, and and whether you like it or not, no matter no matter who, after the dust settles, everybody out there is going to be a risk. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't bring a locker room together. It's about Aaron first. Then everybody else, you guys got to fall in line, right? Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. What am I going to say? I just, I just wouldn't trust that. I mean, I, I'd have to put in the contract. You can only get massages by males. No female massagers ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> males yeah. only, you know. Um, or, 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 you know what? No, males. I was going to say, like, the, the women would have to be, like, 50 and older. But I'm like, no, no, no. Males only. Because, you know, he'd be like, oh, you sure you're 50? You sure? Ooh, you are. You are a good-looking fit. No, 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 males only. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. That's just to me a PR nightmare waiting to happen. I, I wouldn't touch that dude with a twenty-five foot pole. I, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't want to deal with it. Um, so I don't think that he's in the picture. Um, Kyler Murray. There's maybe ten, twelve teams in the league that that view him as a viable option, but he ain't going nowhere. They drafted him and the coach to work together. They got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I'm the owner, that's what I'm saying. No, y'all got to figure this out. Y'all got to stop all this social media crap and just sit down in the room, figure it out. And then uh, who else is out there that, that's making some noise, quarterback wise? Russell Wilson. He ain't going nowhere. I, I think I'm he's sorry. going. Oh, he's going nowhere. He's not you going. Think so? There's no way. Mm-mm. No, Allen's got. All right, we got bet pushups. We got bet. We got bet ten pushups. All right, we'll bet ten pushups. We'll bet ten. Right. I'll give you eleven. I'll give you eleven if you win. We'll be, I'll give you eleven if you win. Now here's now, why. Allen's got too much money. He's got too much money. You're not gonna trade the face of the franchise, you know, someplace else, and then he goes someplace else and tears it up. Oh no, 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 no. I not think when it's he time got for as them much to blow money it up. I think they got to blow it up. No, they do have to blow it up. But they got to protect their quarterback. They have to invest in that, just like we do, as a 49ers. Like right now, our offensive line is a, is is a, a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Yeah, it's and a Hickey hot Thomas mess. Thomas is a free agent. I, I think he's he. You got to bring him back. At what fifty million? That's that's what it's gonna take. <laughs> that's what it's gonna take. And you just drafted Aaron Banks. So only thing I only way I can see them have only thing I can see LinkedIn stand. Is if 
and I, and I, I want to challenge everybody out there to this little test that sits there and says, oh, well, he could just go play on the right side or he could just go. No, 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 no. If you're a right-handed person and you take a crap, okay, you wipe your butt with your right hand. Now, I challenge all of you today, try wiping your butt with the other hand. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Now, imagine trying to trying to switch that hand down and play offensive line where this guy is trying to put 100 different moves on you within three seconds. It doesn't work. The 49ers have to stop drafting these players and trying to change who they are. It's like if it's, if it's, if it's not an obvious fit, it's obvious that they can't do it, then they just shouldn't even draft them. So I personally think Aaron Banks was drafted to replace Tomlinson. I think that he will. Uh, Laketon, I think if Laketon can play center, that's the only way I would play. But I don't know if he can play center. I have no clue. But I, I just I can't see them paying having a hundred and what would it be a hundred eighty million dollars on the left side of the line, and they still give up sacks. No, sorry, it just to me it wouldn't. Ha- I mean, there, a step has to go backwards before you go forward in the NFL. That's just the way that it is. That's what parity be. So with, with parity, it just it would be detrimental to them at this point to do that, in my opinion. <laughs> right. And I, I could be wrong, though. I probably am wrong, but I'm usually not wrong, by the way. But <clears throat> I'm wrong. I'm I'll I'll give you this. I'm wrong probably uh 30% of the time. But I think when you look at Jimmy G's value, Jimmy G to me is like a two-bedroom, one-bedroom house. Uh, in San Francisco, right, like five minutes from downtown, okay? No one wants that house. Sometimes you got to fix that house. But the reality is, is that when the pickings get slim, there's going to be eight people that want that one little house, and they're going to overspend for it. That's how it's going to go with Jimmy G. Once all these other avenues of people have been exhausted, and once Washington and these other teams that need a quarterback that is, quote, unquote, a winner to come in that can support him. And again, the teams that can support Jimmy is Denver, the Colts, possibly Washington, although I don't see Washington dealing with Shanahan at all. If I, I would if I were them, just because at this particular point, I need a bridge quarterback. I need somebody to come in and win me some games. I don't care if we went ugly. I don't care if it's by a point or two points or three points. You know, as long as I can run the ball, I can fully expect Jimmy to distribute the ball quickly. And that two-second release is is elite. It has carried the 49ers' poor offensive line play for years. And that's the truth. I'm not lying about that. I'm not. How many, how many pro bowlers have we had on the offensive line? I'm talking about legit ones, not that not getting in second, third tier. I'm talking like legit. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. They've been trying for years. And although they've done a good job this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> they did a good job this year. And people, oh, he can't throw the ball. Well, you can't protect them either. I still say if, oh, there's, a, there's a, my sleeper team for Jimmy G, believe it or not. My sleeper team is. The Patriots. I'm gonna tell you why. This is why Jimmy G is my sleeper team for the Patriots. Because Bill Belichick's about to turn 70. He wants to win now. He was ready to trade Tom Brady and keep Garoppolo. 
I'm sure he looks at Garoppolo and says, oh, we can fix that. Oh, we got we got the tackles, so he can do this. He can do things differently here. And if you don't think that Kendrick Moore is sitting there saying, oh, yeah, you should bring Jimmy in here, you're wrong. He is. So I think that the Patriots are my sleeper team. Okay. And the reason why they're my sleeper team is because Mac Jones has got a little Pop Warner arm. And I told everybody that, and he's got the hips of a woman. And there's nothing wrong with that when you're a woman. When you're a guy, that's a problem. Right. So so ultimately, I think that if, if Jimmy G went to the Patriots, he would beat Mac Jones out for that job. He would beat him out. So oh, I no. think, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, he may get hurt, but I think he would beat him out. I'm sorry, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is—he uh, looks absolutely beautiful. But it's like what I told people about him in the draft when I scouted him. I looked at, oh boy, look at those feet. Oh, look at that release. Oh, look at that touch. But you know what he was? I said Mac. Mac Jones was Tony Stark, and his receivers and an offensive line was his armor, and together they made Iron Man. Oh damn. But without okay. those guys, without those guys, and I do think that he went to the perfect spot because, again, I, 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 don't, I don't know how he would have did in San Francisco because, again, we weren't protecting very well. And right. he doesn't I, I hear you, the balls, pa- Papa Dragon. I got to get you because yeah. it's 10, so I, you know, we got to get out of here. But I appreciate you oh coming my on. God. You shouldn't have said, just roll with it. It's you. Roll I it. I know. My bad. Right. My bad. All right. All right. Don't do that. All right. All right. All right. Well, look, Cock. Croc, again, thank you for the platform. Shout out to you. Please uh, like, subscribe, donate to Croc. And yes, a, a second round and a fifth round, yes, we smell what the Croc is baking. We're out. All right. All right. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to my guy, uh, Pop, Papa Dragon, coming on, you know what I'm saying, dropping that knowledge. You feel me? Let's go. All right. Uh... <laughs> Y'all wild, man. <laughs> uh, real quick, get to a couple contributions. If Kyle Shanahan was truly being held back by Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll know in two seasons. I expect Trey Lance to have a very good year. Remember, Faithful, we are on the same team. The fans have been very toxic with me. Very toxic. And I, I get a lot of it because, you know, I post something on social media. I get a ton of comments, and I just see it. I'm just like, man, what the hell? Uh, obviously, no one on the team going to say negative things about Jimmy while they are teammates. Jesus, come on. That is true, but I think there's a way. Okay, here's an example. I think they want to say some negative things about Trey Lance, but they're not going to say it, so they kind of give like a bland response. I think the way they go above and beyond to kind of praise the person and the things or whatever that Jimmy G is, I think that's pretty organic. But I agree with you in the sense they're not going to say bad things. Just like Trey Lance. I think that the players are looking at it like, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, ready? We win with him, do this. Trey Lance, he's not ready to win the same way Jimmy is, but they can't say that, so they kind of figure out different ways to say that to the media. All right. And I got one more one more uh, star tweet, but I appreciate everybody in here right now, last thing I want to say uh, before we cut out of here is uh, prayers up to to Grant Cohn and and his family, man. And I saw him, you know, on Twitter the other day, talk about that he, you know, he lost his mom. 
And, you know, I've talked about how, you know, I lost my father 2013. One of my fathers. I got hella dads. But, um, you know, I lost my dad 2013. <laughs> I got hella dad. I, I got my dad, Brian Crocker. All right. But then when I was nine, I found out my who my biological father is. His name is Michael Johnson. Not the track runner, Michael Johnson. But uh, they play basketball. Was with the Bulls and uh, my biological dad. He was with the Bulls in uh, Summer League uh, and all that good stuff. But anyways, uh, so I got my, my dad, Brian Crocker, who's, you know. Then I got my biological father, who I found out, you know, at nine years old. And then I got my stepdad. So I got hella dads. And my stepdad been in my life since I was 10. So, yeah, man. Uh, when I when I lost my dad, Brian Crocker, I was with the New York Jets, and you know suddenly football wasn't important to me anymore. And it's crazy because you know a lot of people reached out to me and stuff like that, but you know there's nothing, and there still is nothing that anybody could say that like makes me feel any better about about it or anything. You know, he he's my best friend, uh, my best friend. We spoke every day. I get out of practice with the Jets, call him, or I'd already have a missed call from him. I call him back, and we just talk. And you know, last last time, and it's crazy. Uh, last, like I swear, you can't make this up. The very, 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 very last conversation I had with my dad. Very last conversation. I was getting out of a meeting, and um, I remember because I was about to head to uh, New York City. Had my daughter's mom out there. I'm about to head to New York City, and uh, for the weekend. And the last conversation I had with my dad was he was like. E, man, E, just want to let you know, man, I'm proud of you, E. I'm proud of you, E. And I was like, man, thanks, Pops. You know, but I got to go. I had to head to this meeting. He's like, all right, I'll get at you. And that was the last time I spoke to my dad. Uh, he passed away. This is what I'm thinking happened. All right, this is what I think happened with my dad. I think it was uh, him and my Uncle Sean, RIP my Uncle Sean, my Uncle Sean, he passed away too from cancer. He battled with it for a lot of years, but um, uh, they were drinking, and I think they took a pill. And I, I, I know they took a pill. And next thing you know, my dad passed away in his sleep, and um, I didn't really think much, nothing of it until cause my dad was like super healthy. He was he was super healthy, and I didn't think anything of it until I was watching this documentary on opioids. And then I saw how the opioids and stuff like that, the whole crisis, how it's killing people. And I'm like, man, my dad mixing that with alcohol. I bet that's what happened. Matter of fact, <laughs> I still got the glass of alcohol. My dad was, or the, uh... <laughs> this is what my dad was drinking when he died. And you know, it's still sad, but I keep it with me. Uh, goddamn Seagram's gym, like Jim, like dad, what the hell are you drinking, man? But, uh, uh, him, my uncle, but uh, I say all that to say, I remember football not being important to me anymore. You know, it just wasn't. And clearly, y'all see how much I love football. And I don't know if you can imagine, like, this, like, empty, empty feeling I had uh, where football just, I didn't care. And I remember uh, talking to my dad died, you know what I'm saying? I get this phone call from my mom. My mom calls me at, my mom called me at uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time. You know what I'm saying? I'm in New York City, hotel, you know what I'm saying? And 
And um, it's 5 o'clock. It's 5 a.m. You know what I'm saying? It's 5 a.m. in, in Cali. Uh, why, is my, why is my mom calling me? She called me. She, you know, Erica, I don't know how to tell you this. And I'm thinking, you know, obviously my mom, my mom and dad, they're not together. But, uh, you know, she says, uh, you know, and I'm thinking my grandpa died. And she's like, you know, your dad died. And I don't know, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm not like this emotional person. I'm getting teary-eyed right now. <laughs> but um, I'm not really like emotional. So it was just kind of like numb to me. And uh, I just remember like, you know, <laughs> I lost my best friend. And that was tough. So uh, I still talk to him. And, you know, if Grant Cohen watches this, uh, you know, I know how it is to to have that kind of empty feeling. And, uh, you know, y'all, you know, got your mom, got your dad, man, tell them you love them. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't even cry. My, my, my wife saw me tear out right now. She was like, the heck, you got tears in your eyes? But uh, it's tough, you know what I'm saying, losing a parent. And, uh, and never being able to talk to them again, you know? And, uh, but, uh, prayers up to, you know, Grant Cone and his, uh, and his, and his family. And yeah, <laughs> appreciate everybody in here, man. You know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff, man. Tell your parents you love them. Give them a kiss. Uh, we're going to leave this up here at the end of it for, for our guy, Grant Cone. You know what I'm saying? Have him in your prayers, have, have his family in the in the prayer in the uh in your prayers and uh pray for him because uh again it's tough it's tough losing the parent it is so uh that's it man love y'all intercepted it is picked off by Eric Rocker over midfield he'll run it all the way into the end zone touchdown Crop Talk TV podcast, podcast. Peace.